Welcome to the first ever Highlands United Methodist podcast. The occasion is uh, our stewardship campaign. Here we are at the end of 2023, going into Thanksgiving week. I'm Phil Amthor, privileged and honored to serve in leadership for this year's stewardship campaign. And I have here with me Micah Hudson. Phil, it's great to be here. Awesome. Thanks for taking the time to do this. Uh, we have no script or agenda. We're going to talk about the stewardship campaign, and uh, we're going to talk about the church generally, and we're going to see where the conversation takes us. So uh, first, I just want to reiterate something I said in church on Sunday, which was that um, you know Highlands was a home before we were ever here. It embraced us. Uh, so all the generations past um, had done such a good job and made it such a incredible place. Um, I think the the most people that brought us food when we had our child Anna in 2019 were people from Highlands. Um, so and they embraced Anna, and then um, our our uh, CDC ministry is where Anna's growing up. So she goes to our church six days a week. Um, she's in atrium. And so that, that ministry is really important to us. And Sarah serves on the, on the board of the CDC. Um, so the ministries generally, can you talk about, uh, our ministries and a little bit about our church? Yeah, I can do that. Um, so basically, our ministries are divided between our worship. You know, when we gather on Sunday morning and come together as church family uh, to offer our worship to God, but also celebrate the presence of God's grace among us and and the power that that has uh, in our lives. And we have, you know, just outstanding, beautiful music uh, from our choir uh, and. Really just a diverse involvement of ages, you know, in in worship from folks that, that, that read Scripture on Sunday to our youth and children that acolyte um, to those who serve communion. I mean, it really involves everybody, or we try to involve everybody. Um, and then we have our, our discipleship ministry. These are, these are ministries where we're growing in our understanding of our faith. Uh, and again, that, that too is – very diverse, uh, involving all age levels. Um, the, you know, real uh, churchy name for it is Christian formation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that means a lot to people inside the church. I don't know that that, you know, speaks so well outside the church. But you know, it's our growth in the faith, our understanding of God and God's uh, relationship in our lives. Um, and then we have our compassion ministries. These are ministries of outreach and service that really are meant to go beyond our our walls, so to speak, uh, and reach out uh, to people not only in our neighborhood, uh, but uh, other missional opportunities even beyond the state of Alabama. Um, and so we have folks that uh, in the church that are involved in all three of those. Uh, now, of course, um, administration. Uh, you know, I like to say if you if you look at the word administration, it has the word ministry in it. There is a certain mm-hmm. ministry to making all that work, uh, and so things like our financials, uh, our building and grounds, um, 
those are important too, because they're part of the fabric of the ministries of Highlands. And so there again are folks involved in that arena of the church. And I like to remind them that, you know, while yes, sometimes it may feel like the church is a bit of a business, we are still a ministry, even in administration. Mm-hmm. I like that. I've never, I've never thought about that. <clears throat> all right. So if I had to name, I've, I was nervous. I don't think I could have named all of our ministries, but let, let's just list them. Um, so there's worship. Worship. There's administration. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's um, always, I always let name that one last. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's important. Uh, incredibly important. Um, uh, the compassion ones, the, the child development center, is yeah. that, would that be a compassion one or is, yeah, the the Child Development Center, or like we like to call it the CDC, um, the other CDC. Mm-hmm. Uh, although you can get germs in both. <laughs> yeah. um, the the uh, the the CDC is, I, I mean that that ministry, which is our you know ministry to children, is is uh, I mean it, it is like a almost like a standalone ministry. I mean it's it's huge from an administration standpoint. The budget of the CDC is. I think just a little more than the whole budget of the church. So that gives mm-hmm. you some idea yeah. of the level of impact that uh, our child development center has. So yes, I'm glad you brought that up. That's in a very important ministry. It should be important to me since I've got five kids that have <laughs> yeah. been through it. So Okay, let's talk about that. Did, did all five of them go through the CDC? Yeah, so um, I moved to Highlands in June of 2010. And at that time, I had our uh, our first child, Emily, and uh, she was two. And so we just moved right on in, and, and Emily uh, started there uh, at the CDC. And then we had uh, twins, Eleanor and Miriam. They've been through the CDC. Uh, then we had Witt, um, and he graduated the CDC. And finally – our surprise, uh, <laughs> Wesley, and he is in his last year uh, in Miss Nancy's class, uh, Miss Nancy and Mr. Kamal's class, uh, and he's four. So, yeah. yeah. Wesley is, of course, who I know best because he's closest in age to Anna. Yep. He's one class above, so yeah. I've got to see him grow up. Uh, that's been cool. Yeah. Um, uh, off topic, random question. Okay. Do you get nervous before you preach, oh yeah, uh, I. If you see me in the robing room, I'm usually pacing. Yeah, you know, I've seen you do that uh, back and forth. That that's my nerves. You know, I, I've often thought that uh, when the day comes that I'm no longer nervous to get up preaching, that's probably when mm. I need to start thinking about retiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I just think that that that. To proclaim God's word is is an enormous thing, uh, and I think it's just natural to be a little a little nervous about that. Now, one thing that I like about the whole uh, you know art of preaching, if you call it that, is it's just me. You know, y'all don't get to talk back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, there are settings where you do, but you know. Uh, th- this is just my opportunity, um, and in a, in a very worshipful way, to uh, reflect on God's word 
uh, for our lives and um, in the in the in the broader world that we live in and what all's going on in it. Um, and I just hope that that the stories and illustrations that I bring to that are are helpful to people to engage. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it at the end of the day, it's not about me, mm-hmm. and I don't want it to be about me. Ultimately, I want it to be about God's message for 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 those that are there that day and, and where wherever people find that. So all right, I've I haven't thought about it like that before, but it's probably not so much that you're nervous in a public speaking way. You're nervous because of the weight of the act. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. <clears throat> well I was just nervous anyway just to talk about the stewardship <laughs> campaign. You know, so uh I was sitting there, I had my notes uh, ready to say something. Reggie had come up with a wonderful quote um, about generosity of spirit, which is the camp. I'm going to go ahead and read the quote. That was the John Meacham quote, right? That's right. That's right. Historian and author John Meacham, to have generosity of spirit is to act with kindness, to be open and willing to share with others without any expectation of receiving something back in return. So wonderful, wonderful stewardship campaign theme and quote and Reggie had a lot more to share um, and we might we might get to that in another podcast but anyway I had I had some notes and I had a, a, a neat line from <clears throat> a past steward stewardship campaign chair about stewardship being not just financial resources time treasure and talent you know I thought it sounded good but then the, one of the main messages of your sermon was the metaphor of talent, what the meaning of talent, and uh, so I basically glossed over all of that and just said Micah covered it. Um, but I thought that might be something good to talk about here is the uh, the meaning of the word talent that you touched on Sunday. Um, how, go over that again, maybe. How, how does it, sure. how does that apply to this moment? So number one. You know, I like all things John Meacham. I mean, when that guy speaks, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's on the news or in his books, I mean, he's just he's just good. Um, so on Sunday, I talked a little. I, I you know, I, I tend to like to do this, but I like to uh, find maybe different approaches or alternate approaches to well-known texts in Scripture. Uh, the parable of the talents tends to fall in that bucket of fairly well-known scriptures, you know. And we often think of talents as, you know, our abilities, you know, the things that we can do in the world, you know, and that may relate to our profession. Uh, it might relate to our hobbies, things that we enjoy doing. Um, sometimes it may even relate to our, you know, a particular personality, the way we interact with people. You know, you're a really outgoing person, to give you an example. Um, and, and none of that's wrong or bad or, you know, but the component in that that I think is missing is God. Um, and so for me, I look at a talent is starting with God, what God gives us. Mm. And ultimately, in all things church, you know, the the most wonderful thing that God gives us is grace, love, unconditional, no matter what. Uh, I mean, the very fact that we're alive mm-hmm. is an act of grace. You know, that God created us, that God brought us into being. And so for me, I start out looking at a talent is primarily about 
the presence of the grace of God in our lives. And yes, sometimes that connects with our abilities and what we can do uh, with those abilities in, you know, in our community, in our church, in a broader world. But ultimately, it's about the presence of God's grace in our lives. And you know, I don't think God offers this grace for us to bury it, if you think back to the parable of the talents. God wants us to invest that grace. I don't know that's kind of a financial banky term. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way I think of investing that grace is the kind of relationships we build with one another. So if you go back to and look at the ministries of the church, all of those ministries are opportunities for us to be in relationship with other people and invest the grace of God in those relationships. Um, it's not an, you know, our service in the church should never be about an obligation. We got enough obligations in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, this is an opportunity to experience and to share with one another the grace of God. And that that's just sort of, in a nutshell, how I see the parable of the talents. Doesn't negate all the more traditional ways to understand that. It's just a little slightly different approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. And I heard it in a different way this morning, I have to say, than I heard it on Sunday. Um, and the way I'm hearing it now, to me, it's valuable because it's I'm removing myself from the center of the <laughs> of the of the topic at hand. It's uh, God's grace being the the thing that's at the center of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard a uh, a line about prayer um, years ago, and it was something like um, it was basically prayer is is a, a way to just move yourself out of the way to be less so he, God, can be more. And uh, I try to think about how to do that when uh, when Anna and I pray at night, you know, at bedtime. I try to just start with things that are like, um, you know, what are you thankful for? She can understand that. Um, how? But basically, how do we do a prayer with a now four-year-old where you're not treating God like Santa Claus, where you're just asking for things? Yeah. <laughs> how do you remove... Uh, how to even at that level, how to remove uh, our, each other from the center of it and make it about God's grace or God Himself. Um, that's the cha- you've got five kids. If you have any t- uh, <laughs> pointers for that, <laughs> I'm listening to your great skills right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, um, let's move. Let's talk a little bit about um, serving ministries. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanksgiving's coming up. It's Thanksgiving sure. week. Uh, we're recording this on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Tonight, uh, I'm going to pick Anna up from school, from the CDC, and we're going to make brownies for Thanksgiving. Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, serving ministries, who we serve, what we do with that specific ministry? Because I think it's something really unique to Highlands and and uh, in a way we invest our talent uh that's worth talking about. Sure. So um, what we used to call serving ministries, and that's still a great term, uh, we call compassion ministries now. That hadn't quite set yet. Uh, obviously you know. not with me. <laughs> yeah, any, anytime you change, you know, church, church church language, it takes about, you know, 
two or three years for that to kind of set. All right. But, Compassion uh, Ministries. Yeah. Compassion, we just see, is, 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 a, is a little bit broader and a little more relational. Um, but, yeah, so in our Compassion and Outreach Ministries, we have uh, our Community Ministries, which is uh, an opportunity to offer food, hospitality, uh, and, you know, basic, you know, just hygiene uh uh, products um, on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays of each week. We are looking for those listening to be able to add Saturdays because we know a lot of people work mm-hmm. uh, during the week, and we'd like to offer the opportunity for those who'd like to volunteer to serve on a Saturday like we used to do. So um, that is in the works. Um, we also have, in connection with community ministries, opportunities for folks to uh, do uh, health screenings, um, and that's not every you know every every day that we offer community ministries, um, but uh, in partnership with other, obviously more well trained uh, in the medical profession, we offer the opportunity for people to get a you know a basic uh, health screening. You know it, it it it's good to find out when you might have uh, a, a, a serious health condition that you didn't know about. Uh, and many of those that uh, are the, the poor among us, um, those who um, that, that don't have housing, um, well, I mean, medical care is, doesn't tend to rise to the top of their list uh, on their day-to-day needs. You know, food... Mm-hmm. And shelter mm-hmm. are the needs that right. they're looking for every day. Right. But we all know that we have medical issues and medical needs. So the opportunity is for, for folks to find out about those uh, in, in that setting and then to be, if they so choose, to be referred to a clinic where they can continue to get help help and treatment, um, whatever that may be. We are. We have in the past offered our ministry of Project ID, where we help people get their identification cards because we know that uh, in society you, you have to have an ID to to do, do anything to do anything. Yeah, especially to get uh, a job or to be employed. Um, and so we are. That is currently in the works for returning after the first of the year. Uh, so we're looking forward uh, to that. Uh, something else that is involved in, in our outreach uh, is that our youth have been going on mission trips um, at least for the past couple of summers uh, coming out of COVID. Um, and this past summer, they went to the Morgan Scott Project up in uh, Tennessee. And the summer before that, they uh, went uh, to a – United Methodist Children's Home, uh, and did work there uh, in Georgia. And I got to go on that trip, and it was just great to be with our youth and Mm -hmm. and watch them uh, be in service and outreach to to their peers, you know, kids their own age, and to recognize, you know, that 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 people come from all different walks of life and. And have different struggles and different issues, but there are ways that we can love and serve one another beyond all of those. I think probably increasingly for youth, uh, 
to see to see a fuller picture of society, sure, uh, and to give of yourself more. Uh, I, I know growing up for me, I've kind of felt like everything was geared towards the resume I was building, and uh, which was all about me. Um, and there, I, I, I probably should have sought it out more myself, but there just it just wasn't kind of built into daily life that you go do things like that. Um, so, you know, I'm a good example of someone who loves that we have our compassion ministries and community ministries, but clearly from, you know, using the wrong, uh, using the wrong name, not connected enough to it. Well, we just changed it in the last year. So <laughs> okay. Not, All right. Not a big deal. I'll forgive myself. Yeah. Uh, but the Saturday thing's a big, it's a big deal, not only because you're right. I mean, uh. I'm working, my phone starts blowing up at 7.30 in the morning. Um, but a Saturday is not only a time that I'm more free to do it, but it's a time I could bring Anna and she can start to connect to it as well. And, you know, her worldview can start to change. You know, she'll ask questions as a four-year-old of what we're doing, why we're doing it. And um, so I love that. Um, I'm glad we talked about that. Um how about a little theology? <laughs> All right. What kind? Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, um, so I didn't grow up in the church. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm just at the very beginning of our, uh, of growing in the Christian formation, right? And uh, still, still in the Old Testament of reading the Bible. I haven't even made it to the New Testament yet. I'm in Reggie's class on Sunday evening. Um, Part of our discipleship ministries. That's right. Yeah. So we're on topic. Um I'll say one thing that uh, so uh, in in cheating, reading a book that you gave me years ago um, from Will Williman, mm-hmm. um, I didn't realize how big a deal the Trinity was. I mean, you know, just not growing up in the church. Okay, yeah, uh, there's three Trinity, three. I get mm-hmm. it. Okay, what what's the big deal? But it's a really big deal. You can't have uh, the one without the three, and the three, you know, the three is one, and I mean putting you on the spot here, but can we talk a little bit about the concept of the Trinity? I found it fascinating so far in my well, early development. I mean, thanks, Phil, for throwing <laughs> the hardest Christian theological concept in our first podcast. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, I will – this is this is a admittedly an oversimplification of the Trinity, but it relates back to what We've been talking about. Well, good. That's that's where I'm at with it. So an over oversimplification is good. In a the way I approach and understand the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, is the perfection of relationship. That it is in God's very nature to be in relationship, and so in creating us, humanity. That has, that has been passed on to us from the divine, to be in relationship with one another. Um, it, it, it's, it's how we were made. It, it, creation itself is made to be in relationship. It, it, is, it is not perfect, that's for sure, uh, but that's how we're made. So that's how I, at least one way, that I approach uh, my own understanding of the Trinity. God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God. 
uh, the perfection of relationship uh, and how that translates to us. Mm. Good. Is that like deep that. enough? Those, those, yeah, it's uh, that's where I needed to. I can wrestle with that uh, yeah. when come back at the next podcast. Yeah, yeah. If and I'll ask you more questions. Um, lighter note, last thing, and then uh, and then we'll probably wrap up. So, uh, I was talking to Sarah last night, asking her, "All right, well, if you got to just hang out with Micah and ask him any question, what would you what would you ask him?" And we just talked generally. So, what when was the first inkling of uh, of uh, when you that you had to be to be a a, a preacher. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, well, so you know, when I was a young kid, like four and five years old, you know, I just I looked up every Sunday at the pastor leading, you know, worship and preaching and i just thought i want to do that mm-hmm. I, you know it, you know it's a you know for a four and five year old brain yeah I, that you know I, I i looked at that i was like that's what i want to do uh-huh. you know so uh you know mama likes to tell the story that you know i used to you know put my bathrobe on and uh <laughs> i would uh i would you know set up a little pulpit you know, in the in the back of the house, you know, I'd, I'd stack a couple of laundry baskets and uh-huh. put a Bible on it. Now, I mean, I couldn't really read it; it would be upside down. But you know, I had the look going, yeah. uh, and 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 bless his heart, the dog, you know, listen <laughs> listen to my first sermon. So, um, but you know, when I began to think seriously about it, uh, I would say that was that was in high school. Um, you know, I I carried that 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 want all throughout my life, and then in high school is when I really began to think seriously about it. There were some difficult moments that I experienced in life at that time. A lot of people do at that time mm-hmm. uh, in their in their growth and development, uh, and and my faith was very important to me in that time, uh, and I also connected with who would become my mentor that would help sort of guide me through the steps of entering into ministry. Um, and, you know, we'd known one another. He'd known me since I was a baby, mm-hmm. you know, but he, we reconnected with one another. Um, and in fact, just talked to him the other day on the phone, just, you know, um, now when we talk, it's like two hours, you know, <laughs> So I, I space it out, you know, uh-huh. when we have conversations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a little bit about you know my story, my my call to ministry. You know, I, I experienced it over a period of time. You know, um, as I grew in my faith and understanding, and and I think that to take it back to all things Highlands, uh, that's why I think what we're doing in our discipleship ministries, meeting people where they are in their understanding of the faith and de- and developing a relationship where people can grow and learn uh, in their relationship with God, I think it's, it's the way for people to, to hear and experience God's call in their lives. Mm-hmm. Well, Sarah and I are certainly glad <clears throat> that you, uh, you carried on with it. I think um, we've told you this before, but... 
uh, when we met you at her cousin's wedding, <clears throat> within the first five minutes of talking to you, we knew we were going to be members. Uh, we we knew of the church and we kind of knew what it did in the community. And, you know, I have an architecture background and so I love where it is and what it is. But talking to you, we just thought, all right, we didn't have to talk to each other after we both agreed like, yeah, we've been looking for a church. We're going to his church. And uh, I think that was 2018. Yeah, that was a that was a fun destination wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm so glad y'all were there. Uh, yeah, that was. Yeah, that was good. That was Maybe good. we can we can get them back to Birmingham. Uh, yeah, her cousins. Yeah, cool. Well, Micah, thank you for taking the time. Thanks, Phil. It's been a good first podcast. And uh, just to let everyone know who's listening to this, we're um, you know we've kicked off the stewardship campaign. And we want to wrap it up on Christmas Eve this year. And uh, so don't hesitate to get your your pledge cards filled out, your your um, your submissions put in, and uh, and please reach out to Micah or me or anyone else at the church with questions.